Hi, Ron here and welcome. We love that you've come to join us here and listen to a lot of our episodes. Please help us continue with this by supporting us through either joining the Barack Center at thebarackcenter.com or joining us at the Fringe Church at thefringechurch.com and sharing and donating through those sources. And once again, thank you for joining us today. Well, good morning. And uh, sorry, I'm a moment late starting. I was just looking at uh, some of the folks who were there yesterday morning and you know, I should never really pick out anyone in particular, but Sky, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful to at least have this much fellowship with you in the morning. Um, would love it to uh, to have you as part of the online thing. Find somewhere to worship down there as well. But Jinx, it's nice to uh, to be able to pray with you even just this much. Love you lots and uh, greetings from um, here to... Uh, to where you are. Um, so we are in the church at Philadelphia in Revelations chapter 3, verse 7 again. We should be able to finish there this morning. These things, says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no man will shut, and shuts and no man opens. I know your works. Behold, I've set before you a door which stands open and which no man shuts. Because you have a little strength and because you have kept my word and have not denied my name. Behold, I'll give you those who belong to the synagogue of Satan, who call themselves Jews and who are not, but who lie. Behold, I'll make them come and kneel before your feet and they will know that I have loved you. Because you've kept my command to endure, I too will keep you safe from the hour of, uh, of testing, which is to come upon the whole inhabited world. Uh, to test those who dwell upon the earth. I'm coming quickly. Hold on to what you have, that no one may take your crown. I will make him who overcomes a pillar in the temple of my God. He will go out no more, and I will write upon him the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, of the new Jerusalem, which is coming down from heaven, from my God, and a new name. Let him who has an ear hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. So we're just picking up from yesterday. So if you know if you need a bit of extra background on Philadelphia, go back and have a look at yesterday. But the open door to the Philadelphian church, it seems to me that there are two really big possibilities, maybe a third. The open door is most likely a door of local missionary opportunity, the opportunity to preach the gospel. Uh, Paul talks about, um, we came to Troas, a door was opened. Um, Asked the Colossians to pray for a door of speech to be opened to him. Came back to Antioch. He told them that the door of faith had been opened to the Gentiles. So a door, quite likely, a door for missions, for engagement, to bring the kingdom into their city and their region. The, um, the other possibility, of course, is that Jesus said, I am the door. And just the, the things of Christ himself are open to these people. God is just saying, hey, I'm, I'm here and, and I'm available to you. And the other one that occurs, of course, is that prayer is our open door to God, which is open and no one can shut. Um, you know, that, that famous thing in the concentration camp, ah, but my thoughts are free. Uh, you know, in, in our minds, in our hearts, in our prayers, we always have access to the throne of God. So the open door, any one of those possibilities are all nice. Uh, a door for service, uh, a door for 
um, the, just the presence and blessing of God himself uh, a door in prayer. Um, if it's the, the door of service, which would seem probably most likely, um, I love the way in the kingdom that the reward for good work is more work. And I love the way that as we serve Christ and see what he does, even though it costs us so much, we rejoice in it. Have you noticed that? We're really quite silly. Um, we we see the hand of God moving that can almost kill us to get to that point. But when we see it, we are just so happy. And we go, oh, I'm going to do it again. or do it more. And you think, are we stupid? Yes, we are. Um, in, in, in worldly terms, we have seen something of the kingdom of God. We have seen what the rule of Christ looks like. We love these open doors and we live for them. And, and that's just who we are. You know, when you've found the pearl of great price, you will sell everything to get a hold of it. And so when these doors open, when the opportunity is there, oh, we love walking through, always have. It's just something written in the heart of Christians. And the Philadelphian church is commended very strongly for that. They are going to have, those who are members of the synagogue of Satan, those who call themselves Jews and are not, are going to come and bow before you. Now, what does that mean? There are four or five uh, prophecies in the Old Testament. Uh, one in Isaiah, uh, chapter 60. The sons of those who oppressed you shall come, bending low to you, and all who despised you shall bow down at your feet. So in that one, there's an element of they will humble themselves before you. But the one I love most is Zechariah. They shall take hold of the robe of a Jew, saying, let's go with you. We've heard that God is with you. There's this sense that people will, and this is old covenant stuff, that people would come to the Jewish faith, nation and people and bow down, humble themselves and say, we need what you've got here. There's a, a thing going on where John is saying to his people, okay, there is now a new covenant with God. All the promises to Israel are fulfilled and completed in Christ. That makes us the new Israel. And that promise still works too. The world is at the moment a troublesome place for you. You are being persecuted. You are being shut out. The world ultimately will come to you. And humbly will say, what have you got? Powerful, powerful promise. And, uh, you know, we see that in very microcosmic terms now where people come and say, what is it about this place? What is it about you? How do you do that? We, we see that a little bit. The purpose of God as revealed in the Philadelphian church is that should be happening at a macro level. All God, make us people for whom that happens all the time. An open door and people coming through it to say, hey, we need this. The Philadelphian church is commended for its faithful endurance. Um, you have kept my word. You have not denied my name. There's a tense for verbs in Greek called the aorist tense. It's something that happened once and the effect of it goes forward. So, you know, the benefits of Christ are in the aorist tense. It happened once and the benefits now go forward. This, you know, you kept my name, you were faithful, um, is aorist. Something bad happened. There was a period of, of something really shocking and this church stood firm in it. And the benefit of that now comes forward. So they have faithfully endured some particular period of great trouble. Um, this vision of Christ, this open door, this thing in their heart, this presence of God carried them through it. They did well and they are commended.
and they are told that the Lord is coming quickly. Now, the New Testament always uses this picture of the coming Lord as carrot and stick, always two ways. To those who are under the pump and finding life hard, the coming of the Lord is the day of comfort, redemption, healing, restoration and promise. To those who are lazy, indolent, there's a big word for you, uh, you know, just slack, um, goofing off, you know, they're like the the foolish um, bridesmaids out there who aren't tending their wicks, those sort of parables. The coming of the Lord is used as a warning. Do not be caught um, in that day as one who is not first love passionate for the things of God. This is God we're talking about. This is holiness. This is this is terrifying. The fact that we are loved by God doesn't take away from the fact this is God. Don't mess with that. So, yeah, I'm coming quickly. Now, clearly, for those people, the quickly wasn't what they were expecting and, and they did not see the appearing of Jesus. But we never know when eternity is going to break into our lives. We never know what our last day is. And we need to hold this thing before us too. And it needs to have that valence, that power for us. Incredible promise and joy. And stern warning too. Both. Both. And, and the you know, it's, as always, there's paradoxes in everything in the faith. Two tracks to run a train on, you know. Warning, promise. Now, I, I fully believe that in the gospel, as we walk with the Lord, the promise outshines the warning. But the warning is there just to say, hey, don't make a mess of this. The crowns thing is, is the same. Don't let your crown be taken away. Now, who's going to take the crown? Um, the, the issue is that God might take a Christian's crown or a church's crown. God might actually withdraw it and give it to someone else. Now, there are so many examples in the Bible of people who, who had a, a gift that was taken from them and given to someone else. Um, you know, um, Job and Abiathar, um, Saul to David, Judas to Matthias, so on, lots. But the thing is, God can take the calling, the gift, the, you know, that, 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 wow, we did that open door thing and give it to someone else if we won't do it. You know, those, those to whom much is given, much is expected. Um, and if you don't deliver it, well, take the talent off that ridiculous little servant and give it to someone else. That's the teaching here. It's pure gospel. It's pure Matthew. You know, just it's the parable of the talents. Don't let anybody take what was given to you. You should be using it in this open door. You should be using it in times of trial. You should be there and about the business. Don't let anyone, don't let God take it from you because he's passionate. He's really passionate about this kingdom coming business. He's got a will to win. And if he sees a hand up and yours is down, he'll say, sure. That's what the crown's business is all about. And then there's just a bunch of promises. Uh, the faithful uh, people will become pillars in the temple of God. Um, you know, the apostles are described as pillars of the church in Jerusalem. Um, the rabbi said of Abraham, he was the pillar of the world. So it just means something established, strong, central, powerful. Um, and of course, yeah, it's just a, a powerful image. We, we, if we are faithful, will be pillars in the temple of God. Um, we will have the name of God written on us. 
Now, to the pillars, there was a habit in the pagan uh, temples of the time. When a priest died, um, a pillar would be erected in his memory and his name would be inscribed on it. He would literally become a pillar in the temple of the God that he served. So, you know, you will have um, the name of Jesus written on you and you will be a pillar in the temple. Remember, you are living stones making up a, a temple of the presence of God. Um, the um, the name business, I don't know, where are we? Name business, um, slaves were branded. You know, they, they'd have a mark put on them just to say, this guy belongs to Mark Smith. He, he's the property of. Well, you are the property of Jesus. It, it possibly means that. And the other thing is, don't forget the ironic blessing uh, that finishes. Why do you give this blessing? Because in this way, I shall put my name on these people. So God has always been looking for a people to bear his name. And the Philadelphian church is reminded of that. And the last promise is to the faithful Christian, the name of the new Jerusalem will be written on them. And what does Ezekiel say the name of the city of God is? The Lord is there. Open doors. The Lord is there. Be careful, but I love your work. Press on. This is the word to the church at Philadelphia. Let's, uh, let's come to prayer. Father, we read of a church that has small resources, open doors that are not to the nations, but just local, but who are known because the presence of God is with them. <laughs> and Lord, we can relate to that church. Lord, at the beginning of the year, obviously we do a lot of planning and we look at the, the strength of our resources and what we have and what the logistics are and how things could be deployed. And we're looking at God, it's frighteningly small what we have. So we understand a church with small resources. But Lord, we also understand what it is to be a church with open doors locally. Lord, thank you that we do not have to travel to become evangelists and apostles. Lord, the Philadelphian church had an open door in its own backyard. Lord, thank you that we have the same. So Lord, in whatever community we find ourselves, Father, wherever we find ourselves, we thank you that around us, the door stands open. Open to opportunity for the gospel. Open because of the presence of God that Jesus is our door and takes us to where the blessing is through prayer. And lastly, Lord, that beautiful thing, they will come, they will humble themselves and they will say, teach us. Lord, the word of Ezekiel, the name of the city of God, the Lord is there. Do that, Lord. Father, whenever we gather next, in whatever setting we gather next, we pray for such an awareness of your presence. Lord, thank you. There's nowhere we can go to flee from your presence. Thank you, Lord, that you indwell us, you abide in us. It's not like you turn up. We turn up. You're always there. But Lord, the great prayer of Paul, open the eyes of our hearts that we might know and experience the presence of the living God in our midst. That we might be resolute. That we might use whatever we have. That we might be the people of God. Father, thank you for this church. Thank you for our church. Thank you, God, for your beautiful promises. Help us to pick them up.
Help us to live in them. In Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you, folks. And um, what's today? I have no idea. Anyway, I'll see you in the morning. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to another episode. And please, don't forget to sign up to the thebarackcenter.com or thefringechurch.com and help support us so we can reach many more. Thank you again for joining us today.